Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And for those of you that are new to the community, thank you so much for checking out this segment. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back in. With me today is a very special guest all the way from Toronto, Jessica Stevens. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Jessica so you can begin to connect the dots on who she is and why she does what she does. Jessica Stevens is a corporate marketer turned social marketer, online entrepreneur, and podcast host. She's passionate about supporting people in transforming their daily actions to be on purpose and love their life. Career, business, relationships, health, love all of it. Yes, she is a master networker and connector, helping pair people with others and opportunities. Her love for travel landed her a pilot husband, whoop, whoop, love in the air, which fueled her desire to ditch the cubicle life for a carry-on bag, laptop, and good Wi-Fi. When she's home, you can find her in the kitchen, churning up a batch of homemade gourmet ice cream, and being the best plant mom she can be. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Jessica Stevens. Hello. I just love your bio. So yes, love in the sky. So let's, (laughs) I'm going to have a little fun with you, Jessica. Are you ready to have some fun? I am ready to have some fun. We're going to jump into the connection part of the segment before we do the meat and potatoes. So I want the guests to be able to know a little bit more about you, but not knowing too much. So we could either do that by playing a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Um, let's go with rapid fire. That sounds like fun. Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Jessica at Genesis. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Question number one. You landed a pilot. What's one thing about being married to a pilot you love? Oh, um, one thing that I do love about my pilot wife wife is that I have a lot of independence so obviously my husband travels significantly um, all the time he's gone a lot um, and I actually enjoy that because I love the fact that I still have loads of time to do my own passion projects my own things meet up with people for dinners and drinks and be social especially when he's away so I actually um, love the fact that we both have very engaged careers and that we get a, a significant amount of alone time in our marriage. Nice. Question mm-hmm. two, what's one word to describe you? Um, one word to describe me um, probably would be bouncy. <laughs> Question three, you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Uh, that I get to give out? Yes. Ooh, um, random acts of kindness. I love giving people compliments. 
because that is like something that people actually crave and don't really realize how important compliments are. So that's one. Second is um, I love connecting people with others who could help them in some shape, form, or fashion. And uh, my third random act of kindness is um, probably feeding you. I love to feed people. <laughs> like, um, giving them either something sweet, a treat, you know, no one can show up to my house without being offered something to eat and or drink. Mm, I love it. If we were, if we live close by, I would be there. <laughs> yeah. Question four, would you trade places with someone else or remain yourself? A hundred percent remain myself. Question, <laughs> question five, what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Ooh, that is definitely something else. Um, I have a health and wellness business and I am currently obsessed with our glow drink, which is like a greens um, drink with all like 36 fruits and vegetables in it. And it has some glow in there. It has really good things for your skin and your nails and your hair to grow and um, some gut health. So for good digestion. So the green gut glow drink is my current obsession. Ooh, okay, man, too bad you don't have it next to you to hold it up so you can show the audience. <laughs> I, I just finished it. I just washed the glass. So yeah, maybe good thing I don't have a green mustache on right now. <laughs> Question six, being a plant mama, what's your favorite plant? Orchids, they are my first love. Um, and then second love would be peonies. Okay, mm -hmm. I like that. Question Seven. If you could go anywhere in the world, money was no option. Where would you be headed? Um, Bali. Question A. What is your favorite food? Oh, tough one. Um, when I was a kid, my favorite food was tacos because the fact that you had to like assemble it yourself was in my mind, me cooking. So whenever we eat tacos, it's like I cooked my own dinner because I actually like had to assemble it myself to eat it. Um, and I'm still a huge fan of Mexican food. So I'm probably going to stick with tacos. Question nine, what's one piece of marriage advice you would give to someone who is a newlywed or a seasoned married person? Communication is the key to happiness. Um, for yourself and for your spouse. And question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I will play. Okie dokie. Last question. Would you rather skydive or scuba dive? scuba dive whoop, whoop. and that <laughs> completes rapid fire with Jessica so audience I hope you learned a little bit more about Jessica and what makes her uniquely her so let's jump into the meat and potatoes of the segment which is the main part so Jessica you mentioned that you have a health and wellness business but mm -hmm. I also know you left a corporate career to pr pursue entrepreneurship so give us a little background of what made you leave your corporate career and step into something that some people call unfamiliar, uncharted water as entrepreneurship? Um, the short answer is um, I married a pilot. 
the long answer is I, that career was no longer serving me. Right. So I was in the marketing and advertising industry for 15 years, which I love my career. I love what I did. We got, I got to do cool things. I got to travel and shoot TV commercials on top of mountains in Chile and work on big global brands and all the fancy things. And it was great. And uh, all my girlfriends are like, Jess, you have the ideal single girl in the city life, right? You got the condo and the car and you go to the parties and the shoes. And, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what I have to do to have that life. And that has worked like a crazy person. And the truth is, is like, I was approaching the age in which I really wanted to be married to a human. And I realized that I was married to my career. I'm like, girl, like, you don't even have time to date. Like, how are you going to be married? And um, so my career started to become a little bit less fun and less enjoyable. Thankfully, the universe blessed me um, with the relationship with my now husband. And he and I started a long distance relationship. And the thing about that relationship that was so impactful was it kind of was like the spotlight down on my life that made me realize that I didn't own my own time because like, I wanted to get a vacation. I wanted to go travel. I wanted to go see him. And they're telling you no, right. You're like, like, I I'm like, I'm happy to work. I just want to do it over there. And you're telling me I can't do that. And so, you know, corporate life started to feel a little bit more claustrophobic and unfulfilling. Um, and so we dated, we got married and got, we dated, got engaged and got married in a hot minute because that's what you do when you're in a long distance relationship and you want to be together and you're over the age of 30. And so that's what really drove us, me to into entrepreneurship because once my husband finally arrived in Canada after two years of being apart, um, he, he, I was like, yay, he's here. It's amazing. Okay, we're going to start our life. We're going to like do all these things together. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, Jessica, you married a pilot. Like, he's actually never going to be here with you. He's always going to be taken off and going somewhere. And you physically have to show up to this office every day. That's not fun. Like, that's not going to be cool. Like, I want to go on an adventure too. So I just knew at the time we were also planning on having children. And I'm like, how am I going to be a single parent two thirds of the month on my own with him gone? And still work like 60, 70 hours a week in this corporate gig that I have. So I knew I needed to do something different. I just didn't know what. And then that is when the universe conspired with me and blessed me with an opportunity um, to start a hype side hustle that I could build up over time without having to like walk away completely from my corporate career or start a business, but transition myself out. So I used my side hustle as my exit strategy out of the corporate world so that I could start doing more of the things that I actually wanted to do. Oh, yes. And let's spend some time there. So audience, it's always good to have an exit strategy. I'm not going to tell you, drop a bone and pick up a shadow. That's a Caribbean saying that my mom says. It's always know what your path forward plan is. Find something that you're passionate about and you love it and then build on that. So if you're working in a nine to five job and you don't feel like you're going anywhere, then what are your skills and your talents that you can monetize outside of your job and feel that fulfillment and et cetera. And once you build that up, you could have your TNT, which is my personal explosive transition and transformation, kind of similar to Jessica. Her exit strategy worked for her because she already knew where she wanted to go and she started a side hustle and that became a conduit to her transitioning out of corporate America and the transformation started to happen for her. So Jessica, whenever you 
started your side hustle, was it within the health and wellness space or something else? Yeah, it was in health and wellness. I was uh, paired up with an amazing brand that I um, became a consultant with, a brand ambassador for lack of better term. And I learned so much about being an entrepreneur and being in business um, without the risk because I was partnered with this, you know, 40 year old brand and company that had tons of experience. And I just kind of got to plug in um, to what they already had, but still be independent. Like I got to be my own boss. Like I got to work for myself, but not by myself. Right. So that was kind of that security net that I, that I needed at the time, especially because I couldn't walk away from a full-time job and start a brand new business on my own scratch. Cause I was the only one making money at the time, right. With a immigrant husband. So it was the perfect, like checked all the boxes for me of using that as my transition vehicle. I, I tell every, everyone all the time is like, it was like business school boot camp for me, right? I could like learn everything about being an entrepreneur, learn everything about business without doing it a hundred percent on my own. I had like that safety net and that community of other people to mentor me and guide me and, and kind of show me the way. I like that because then you have that accountability, but you also have credibility and you have tools and resources that that company is providing you versus people who actually jump into entrepreneurship. They fail to realize, yes, you're working in your business, but you're also working on your business because you're the only person doing it. But whenever you use a side hustle vehicle, whether it's MLM or network marketing, or whatever the case may be, you do have tools and resources. So it's like, find what worked for you and what's your sweet spot and massage it. And once you get what you get, then you could always, you know, try something new after the fact, you don't have to stay stuck in that. So with you picking health and wellness, what drew you to this particular company? Was it branded by association? Did you know someone involved in that space? Or was it a product that you already loved? And you're like, hey, I'm already using this product. Why not jump on board and let this product work for me and make some cash on the side? So um, I I was a total stranger, right? To I was invited by a girlfriend to a, a product event hosted by, I'd, I'd never heard of, you know, Arbonne before or network marketing. It was like, who are these people? What's going on? Why are there products on the table? Um, and I bought into the product story pretty quickly during that presentation because I worked in advertising. I knew all the lies we told about products all the time, right? Like, hate to break it to you, my friends, but Beyonce does not use L'Oreal hair color and Jennifer Aniston does not use Aveeno. And like, like those brands pay those celebrities millions of dollars, but they're actually not using the product. So I knew all of that, but I wasn't much of a product girl at the time. Um, I still am not, in, in my opinion, like lip gloss and mascara was a really good day for me. Um, but I totally bought into the product story, the ingredient policy, the, you know, their mission, all of that stuff. I was awesome, but I was like, okay, cool. And it wasn't until the woman started talking about the business behind the brand that I actually started paying attention because she's like, oh yeah, it's a great opportunity. And you know, um, this, that, and the other, but the key thing that like piqued my interest was like, she's like, oh, it's digital and mobile. And she waved her phone at me. Like, you don't have to physically show up somewhere to do it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what now? Right? Like that's when my ears perked up like a puppy because the night before my husband was packing his suitcase to go interview for a pilot's job in another country. And we were potentially going back to a long distance marriage. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. 
So I said in my prayers that night, like, like I need something that is mobile that I can pick up and go and take with me and travel and follow him. If that's what's required, because we're not doing another season of long distance again, right? Like been there, done that. That was not fun. So I knew that I needed to get out of my corporate job at the time. And I needed to be able to follow my pilot husband if that's what it took for his career and my career. So as soon as she said it was digital and mobile, that was the trigger for me. I was like, done. The fact that I ended up being partnered with one of the best companies out there in a in an industry that I had passion for already with a product that I absolutely fell in love with once I actually started using it was all bonus. Yes. And I think having a company that has a lot of credibility, having products that you fall in love with where you're not placating and making it seem a certain way on the surface, you're actually going below the surface also speaks to your ethos too, because there are a lot of brands out there that pay people to be brand ambassadors. And whenever a consumer tries a product, you're like, this is not what it's cracked up to be. And it's because they make the aesthetics look a certain way to be appealing to quote unquote, their ideal avatar that they're trying to drive in. So with you going from being a corporate marketer to a social marketer, what are some of the things that you kept whenever you transitioned to social marketing and what are the things that you ditched? So everyone's like, oh my gosh, the reason you're successful um, in your business is because you have a marketing background. I'm like, no, 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 my friend. Like you have to remember social marketing brands do not advertise in the traditional sense. There's no TV commercials. There's no magazines. There's no billboards. Like, they do not hire like celebrities or models or anything to endorse the brand. And that was, that was my advertising life for 15 years. That's what we did. We, you know, hired celebrities. We, you know, did partnerships. Like we did all of that traditional advertising. I knew how to write a script. I knew how to produce a TV commercial, like all that stuff. We did nothing like that in social marketing. So Every, I had to tell people, I'm like, I had to unlearn my job to learn my business. And what I was able to transition, transfer skills of was presentation skills. Like, could I talk to people? Could I ask people questions? Was I a good, you know, communicator? Was I, you know, being in client service was actually the only thing that really did help me was you have to be in service of other people to be successful in this business. So helping other people, um, offering suggestions, doing really good follow-up. Those were the skills that I had for my advertising career that I was able to transport. But like in terms of the other things, oh, I had to like start all over again and like learn about me being the brand ambassador versus hiring somebody to be the brand ambassador. Um, so yeah, it, it was a big steep learning curve but I knew that I could do it and that um, it was definitely the right vehicle for me. And what I hear too, by you saying you had to unlearn some of the things and relearn some of the things, or some people would say deprogram and reprogram. You mm -hmm. also hear you're learning more about yourself 
personally and professionally and building upon skills. And all of those skills are transferable and they make you a well-rounded individual, which is going to segue to you having a podcast. You're a podcast host. So I'm sure the skills that you learn from corporate, the skills that you learn from social, and then now applying that within an audio space, such as podcasting, it seems like it's just coming together full circle. So had you imagined being where you are now, maybe five years ago? Um, interesting. So here's, here's a funny question or answer to that. So when I went to university, my first year, I was in, in environmental science because my passion was to be a marine biologist. I'm Jamaican Chinese. I love the ocean. I love swimming. Like I wanted to like swim with the fish and the dolphins. So I wanted to be a marine biologist. So I did environmental science my very first year. Quickly learned that even just though you're good at something, it doesn't mean that you should do it. So I quickly transitioned out of environmental science and I ended up in communications. Okay. And so um, my initial plan with my communication degree was to be a communicational therapist. I wanted to help people communicate better. I accidentally ended up in advertising because as a summer student during my university years, I worked at an ad agency. And after I graduated, I just got a job because I knew people in the industry and they're like, hey, Jess. And I'm like, done, right? So I never intended on being in advertising. I wanted to help people communicate better. This, I apply those skills to my advertising career, but that really wasn't the space that I intended. So to look at my life now as a podcast host, hosting a show called I Just Blank Now What? And helping people tell stories from their life and helping our listeners understand um, how to interpret these stories and help them figure out their own now what next steps is a little bit of a full circle moment for me because now I'm doing something very similar to what I intended to do all those years ago when I was in university, but took a very long, con you know, convoluted route to get there. Nice. And it's, it's funny how life happens. You have those ups and downs, but it's in some of the downs where it drives you to the up period again. And you're like, aha, if only mm -hmm. I knew what I knew now, and sometimes it's like hindsight 2020 or premonition. But then once you have that discernment and you start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, you see how it's so congruent and everything just works out in your favor, even though you had those hard seasons or those ugly moments. So with your podcast, what made you name it what you did? Um, it is inspired after a personal story of mine. So um, shortly after my husband and I got married, I got laid off from my job for the first time ever in my career. So I just got laid off. Now what? Was literally the words I said to my husband when I got home and called him in the middle of the day. And he's like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, I just got laid off. Now what? Um, and the reason that now what was so impactful for us was because um, we had just gotten married. And as I said, we were in a long distance marriage and uh, we were in, we were in the process, process of his residency application. So um, even though I was a good employee for 13 years at the time, I couldn't collect unemployment insurance because had I done that, I, the government would have instantly rejected his residency because you have to prove you can take care of this person. 
So how are you taking care of this person if the government is taking care of you? So even if I had gone on unemployment insurance for like two or three months in between a job, that they wouldn't have cared. They would have still rejected him. So I could, I had to figure things out. I had to freelance, I had to contract, I had to consult, I had to do whatever I had to do to pay my bills. Um, and my mortgage, while I looked for another full-time job, you know, and at the time I was a senior director, so I earned six figures. And so that's what the government had to see from me or they weren't gonna let my husband into the country. So that pilot episode of the show is me sharing that story. Um, and as a coach and a speaker, and a trainer in my business for so many years, I've shared that story on a lot of stages and the feedback was always the same. Oh my gosh, Jess, that story is packed full of so many lessons. And I'm like, I know. And I got a dozen more where that one came from. And so that was like, Jess, you really need to share these stories with people because they, it could be the tool to help other people figure out their own now what next steps. So that was the inspiration behind the title and every single episode, whether it's from me or from a guest is we fill in that blank. So I just turned 50. Now what? I just had a baby. Now what? I just found out my husband has another child. Now what? Like I just, you know, learned my mom has cancer. Now what? Like all of these things, you know, situations and when life comes at us, good or bad, but we all have to ways to have to figure out like, the next step now what how are we going to pivot from this or how are we going to take this gift that we've just been given and move forward so that was the inspiration behind the show I love it because it's so real and personal and not only did you share your story you're linking arms with other people who have stories to share and in life we're always going to have those tests but you can't have the testimony or testimonies without the word test. And that's why it's in the beginning. So just like you mentioned, you got laid off and you called your husband and told him, I could relate to you because I had got laid off from my corporate career after being with a Fortune 500 company for seven and a half years. But the chunk of my career was in oil and gas for 12 years. And then when you're trying to navigate something new, it's like, oh, all they see is 12 years of oil and gas experience. They don't see that the skills that you acquire are transferable, even though you're trying to break into another industry. Or I just lost my dad in the pandemic. And then I got laid off a week later. And then you have the now what moments. These are real moments that individuals go through. And sometimes social media wants to highlight this glamour reel and not realize that there's start ugly moments, but it's those start ugly moments that draws out certain things to help refine an individual like that precious ruby, that diamond, and that gold. But if we only show the glamour shots, then how are we helping other people? So I love what you're doing with your show. And Thank now, you. oh man, I could talk to you forever, <laughs> but we are going to put a pin in that and jump into the CTA, which is the call to action part of the segment. So Jessica, we shared a lot about you going into the health and wellness space, transitioning, making transformation happen. So what is your call to action for the audience? Because not only do I want them to resonate with your story, I want them to feel empowered that they need to take charge and do something themselves too and they may not be where they want to be but that does not mean they're not going to get there yeah so my call to action to everyone is to start loving your life um the handle that i have on instagram is jess.loves.life and it's so true i do love my life 
the good, the bad, the ugly. So that is my call to action. Um, please reach out to me at my website at jessicastevens.ca. Um, and let's, let's have a conversation. If you are not loving your life or there's aspects or areas of your life that you're like, this needs some work. I, I help people transition from where they are to where they want to be. That could be their health. That could be their wealth. That could be their relationships. That could be from employee to entrepreneur. Um, I want to, you know, fuel people with vision and excitement about their life so that they go for a goal and they get excited about doing something because so many people are floating through life just not even awake like they're they're just going through the actions and the motions but they're actually not loving what they're doing they're not loving who they're with they're not loving what they're eating or experiencing they're literally just doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, so my call to action to everybody is to reach out so that I, if you're not totally in love with your life, I can help you do that. Love it, y'all. Live on purpose, be intentional and know who you are, not what the world wants you to be. And you heard it from Jessica Stevens. Love your life. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, and subscribe. Gems Podcast, we're on 40 plus audio platforms. You can see the video on our YouTube channel by going to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, brand sponsors. That is my big ask, ASK. It does take monetary resources to keep the mission and movement going, which is to provide you with content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational while also weaving in D, E, I, and B, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, so we can leave this world a better place than we found it. And it starts with you and other individuals linking arms together so we can lay a foundation and build legacy. So if that interests you, reach out to me by sending me an email to gemswithgenesisamariskemp at gmail.com. And it's easy to remember because it's the full name of the show at gmail.com. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and don't forget to love your life and live the life you love. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E M P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services to be here on GEMS Podcast.